Welcome to the Tech Bytes podcast. Today we're talking SD-WAN with Victor Vega. He is a network engineer with Sanitas USA. They provide healthcare and insurance services through a nationwide network of clinics and hospitals. We're sponsored by Aruba for this episode. We're going to talk about Sanitas's Aruba Edge Connect SD-WAN rollout, why they're replacing a competing product, and how they're meeting security requirements and more. Hey, Victor, welcome to the podcast. So given that Sanitas is in the healthcare and insurance space, I assume you're dealing with applications like electronic medical records, medical imaging, and uh, general business apps as well. What's the application mix? Basically, everything that we have, the, the bulk of data that goes through our network right now is, is more of packs, you know, imaging, ultrasound. Uh, and uh, our, our EMR is, is hosted uh, externally. We have a uh, e-clinical works, but we don't host it. It's hosted by them directly. So basically, most of our applications are outside. We are we're pushing for the cloud, so most of our items are just are, are sitting outside. So, what kind of problems were you dealing with that sort of got you looking at SD WAN? So, um, we're using a, a different vendor, and we were having some issues where uh, I couldn't control the one links. Mm-hmm. So it was it was more of a hey, you know, like a, for example, one of them was like packet loss, and and people were telling me like hey, you know, like we. We have no internet in this place. Can you can you check it out? I'm like, how, I haven't gotten no alerts or anything. You know, like, uh-huh. how, how does that happen? So uh, I went and verified the sites, and of course, you know, there's there's like thirty percent, forty percent pack loss, and I have two two interfaces. I'm like, why is this not automatically filling over? You know, so I just call and I, I put tickets and whatnot, and then I was able to talk to some of the reps of, of that company, and they were saying, hey, you know, like. It's happening. You'll have to restructure your your <laughs> your environment. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, all right." And so this is the difference between an SD WAN solution, which is a legacy product where somebody just bolted up two IPsec tunnels and then did some load balancing across the two, to a genuine advanced integrated SD WAN or SASE solution, which is where they create a new type of tunnel, which is aware of the traffic that's inside it, and it's. It, it's able to scale to hundreds of sites and it doesn't need to start saying, well, the problem isn't our product, it's you. You have to design your network this way to get over because our product works this way. And they make it your fault instead of offering you a solution. That's kind of what I heard. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. They basically said, hey, you know, we have no other option but doing this. You cannot do what you're trying to do with the appliance you already have. Because I thought, hey, maybe, you know, we can just use this this one but no it, it's it's basically you have to have like a specific unit so you would so have like to go deploy that level. in a colo somewhere and operate that yourself yes just to yes. scale to 60 sites yeah just to be able to use the features that were already included in the uh, aruba appliance <laughs> wow. you know in the silver peak aruba appliance yeah so so i was like all right that was one of the main thing, and of course, one of the features was for it to automatically fail over when it detects packet loss. You know, like, why should I have to be looking at that? <laughs> or just, <laughs> like, I, I thought that was one of the features of SD-WAN, you know, and then, you know, uh, uh, what we have is definitely not what I thought it was. So how did then you land on Aruba? Because there's lots of other SD-WAN vendors out there. So I basically talked to uh, one of our vendors and said, um, so, hey, say, you know, like I'm having this problem. I don't, I don't know what to do with it because, you know, I, I know that if I go to my boss and said, hey, 
we need to <laughs> change stuff around. <laughs> the product that we bought, we need to buy a different one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen like that. So I have to have some sort of, I don't know, some so, something that makes more sense and that I can present to him as a hey, will be the case. And they offer a few options, you know, and, and, and one of them was the Silver Pick Aruba one. I also talked to another vendor and, and was seeing what they had to offer. And, you know, so I've been through like three different SD1 vendors and Aruba caught my attention just by the mere features. Right. I guess the, the interesting part about your solution was you were aware of the features that you wanted because you already had one. This is something that happens a lot. You make a decision or you get a solution. And then once you're using it for the first time, you realize the things that you didn't have or you could have when you go and compare it to another product. It's, there's always a learning experience in these sorts of things. Exactly. And, and one of those features that I was really interested in was, I believe it's the deduplication. Mm-hmm. That feature, uh, I was really interested in uh, because I was like, I don't and we don't have any of that. And when we send stuff, we send data and it's just the same chunk of data every time we, we, we send it through. So yeah. that to me, to me was like, like magic, you know. <laughs> That's related to the heritage of the product before Silver Peak was a WAN acceleration product and a key feature of that product was that its deduplication was one feature in how to accelerate WANs. Obviously, if you don't transmit a packet over the WAN, then you're accelerating the performance, right? It's not immediately obvious, but that's how it works. And that's that heritage of the uh, Silver Peak, which is now part of the Aruba Edge Connect. So I'm curious, you know, you've, you've got a product in place, you have to put in a new product. I presume you're, did you try it out at a few sites first to make sure that the, the second time around you weren't, you were going to get what you needed? Yeah, we set up a test bed. And uh, I tested it and I tested in one of our sites. It included bringing up the virtual appliance in Azure. And then we we deployed one of the clinics and just, you know, work on the um, setting everything up to look exactly like what we have today. Mm-hmm. Basically, Did you do it, that yourself? Like you didn't, or did you work with a reseller? Was it, I mean, was it difficult to do this? We actually had an, an SE mm-hmm. for Silver Peak. And he helped me with with the orchestrator, you know, getting the orchestrator up and getting the, how do you say, the licensing running. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I I basically built the site to site connection, not the site to site connection, but the actual the actual setup, you know, mm-hmm. on the, the the template on the appliances and just deployed it. It was pretty simple, to be honest. I was surprised because you know, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be harder, but then you know, it was pretty simple. So I just okay, it's, it's running. I'm like, I thought it was gonna take me longer, you know, because it's just a br- something brand new, you know. And now you've got an apples to apples comparison between the two products. Did you notice a difference? Like what kind of things did you see? Definitely. Uh, I mean, the, the, of course, one of the things was pack loss, uh, not having to mm. not having to be t- taken a, a look at. And one of the biggest thing for me was to actually seeing all the traffic that goes through. I'm able to see the domains on the dashboard. You know, I'm able to see um, the the jitter, the the what sites are have are getting looked at, you know, uh, which boards, everything. I have so much visibility on the <laughs> on dashboard itself. That but is the, just... And it's just you there, right? So you've got no one else to turn to. And I remember working at sites alone and you were very, it's a very lonely position and you really need that visibility to feel like you're in control. Yeah, we have some issues like for like reaching up. I believe it was a, a, like a camera system. Mm-hmm. We had a, one of the camera systems I have set it up to where it only allows the port 80 because it's what is used internally for that camera mm-hmm. system. And I had set up the, the security policy on the appliance. And while well, I set it up actually on the on the 
the controller, yeah. The core orchestrator, yeah, through the template. And they were like, oh, you know, like we can like, we can go to the browser, but we're not able to see it through the application. The, the, the machine has a, an application. I mean, it comes with an application. With the setup the application, one of my guys was like, hey, you know, like, like I just, I don't see anything. Nothing comes, comes through. I see the connection is made, but nothing comes through. And I'm like, all right, just, just tell me what's the IP you're, you're sending the traffic through. You know, and he said, "Hell yeah, hit this! Just give me the, the the internal IP, whatever." I take a look at the at, at the flows, and I see it there. It's trying to go through port five five eight. Are you actually doing packet captures in the Silverpeak in the Edge Connect product? Yeah, well, it's the the traffic flows tab has that, so mm. I'm able to see that through that tab. I don't have to do a PCAP like and wait for it, and mm-hmm. then bring up Wireshark and figure it out. You know, it was it's just showing up in there. It says, "Hey, you know, like it's uh, the traffic is not it's just uh, inbound. wasn't mm. wasn't coming through." And when when I take a look at the at the traffic flow, it just says that is it's the the policy is denied. So I automatically went over to the policy, changed the policy, security policy, and boom, and, and it comes up. And I have I didn't have to like go around like a. You know what? You know, <laughs> let me packet capture. <laughs> yeah, let me yeah. see what's going on. You know, no, no. It's, it was Normally, right you would have face. to get a laptop and get a packet capture, and then go to side, and then put a network tap in of some sort, find a point at which you could capture. But you just did all this from the office, from from the, from the dashboard itself. Yeah, from the right. dashboard itself. It's just it's just right there. So I'm like, all right. I mean, <laughs> like I cannot like who who can complain that that's what I wanted. Like I wanted a lot more visibility, and I'm getting it from this. So I just I, I think it's the that that was one of the best case scenarios that I can put mm. like okay you know like I'm I'm having no issues basically with it so I cannot say hey you know I have this happened that happened or that because I mirrored what we already have but since I since I, I set up different security policies and I'm I'm tightening it up a little bit more than what it is on the other solution I've noticed a difference and to me that's a huge difference and another thing was related to tunnels. I had this happen to me before with with the other vendor, where the tunnels, I had the site up, you know, and the and the VPN tunnels are up and everything, and but the traffic's not going through, and I'm like, what this like I'm kind of doesn't make much sense, right? I restarted uh, one appliance, you know, waited a little bit, see if it nope, the tunnel didn't come up. I mean, the tunnel came up, but the traffic was not going through. They restarted right. the other appliance, right. you know, n- nothing happening, and I'm like, like the appliance came up, and and I'm still. I'm still in the same boat. And I'm like, I'm going to have to make it. I'm going to set up a ticket, whatever, you know. I set up a ticket and I'm like, hey, there's no option in the dashboard for me to like uh, rekey the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. So how do we do this? <laughs> and the guy was like, hey, just restart both appliances at the same time and then they're going to refresh the <laughs> whatever key. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, just take your network down so that you can refresh the crypto security. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's a That's a solution that's not finished. <laughs> and certainly yes. not working for you. I'm also able to go into the CLI. You know, in the other solution, I'm not able to go to the CLI and do anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that option. I thought that, you know, I, I, I wanted to see the CLI. I have solved issues on, with other appliances before that I'm able, I have to go into the CLI to solve the issues because the, the GUI doesn't show them. To me, that, that's another, you know... Right, you want to have the, the the orchestrator when you need it for quick looks, but if you have to dig in, it's good to have the CLI as a backup. Exactly, exactly. So to me, you know, like those things were okay. You know, like this is this is this is it. This is what we need. 
Now, what about, you mentioned IPsec tunnels. I assume security is an issue. How does uh, SD-WAN fit into your security strategy? Are you doing things like segmenting traffic, using the, I know Aruba has a, an onboard stateful firewall. Yeah, I am I am doing the the security policies is what, what it's called in the, in the Aruba option. Mm-hmm. And I've set up a few zones. Those zones are zones that are separated by roughly by name, right? Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I, have a, I have a zone for IoT. I have a zone for PCI compliance. And I have a zone for everything else that is unrelated to, to just regular data traffic. Same thing for Azure. I have rules that go from a, a, a zone to a different zone and only allowing specific DNS names or IP addresses. So you're getting this essentially fine-grained control that you need. Exactly, exactly. That is only a few steps, and it's really, really simple to use. I did have the option in the other appliance, but it was Ruth Goldberg-ish, right. to say the least. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to do like... 15 things, and it was just a mess. Yeah, um, the, the, the simpler you can make things, I think the better off you are operationally because the, the more complexity, the more confusing, the more potential for mistakes. Exactly. So, so that was a big deal for me that I love that security part of the appliance where I just basically set it up. I also set it up as a template, and I can just submit it. And just, or the orchestrator will take care of it, send it everywhere else. You know, works like that, fine. If I have mm. to make a local rule for a, a, a site that has a different setup or, or needs to reach a, a location or something else in a different way, then I can do it locally. But I I usually just submit it to the orchestrator. And I like it because I'm able to just once and done in the other appliance, in the other you know vendor that I, that I use right now, I have to basically do 50 changes in one appliance and then move to the next appliance. So... I think you've got this, you said 60 sites you've got. How Are you planning to roll out Aruba everywhere? Yes, yes. Right now we're running a hybrid setup because of licensing. Mm-hmm. So we're little by little. I mean, uh, every every year we're basically getting a budget for that. And I'm trying to at least move uh, some of the old sites to the Aruba setup. At least 10 per year, depending on what they what they say, you know, with the budget constraints and whatnot. But all the new locations I'm bringing in in Aruba right off the bat. Well, thank you, Victor, for speaking with us. And thanks to Aruba for being a sponsor. If you like this show, you can find it and many more fine, free technical podcasts along with our community blog at PacketPushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter. That's at PacketPushers. Find us on LinkedIn. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.